I can hear her voice in my head telling us that Peppy, the poodle, liked homemade spaghetti. That's what she used to say. He likes homemades. He really likes homemades. And now that I own a dog, I'm like, they eat anything. That's an, they'll eat shit. They'll eat your fucking your calluses off your, your heel. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Hi. Welcome, welcome, welcome to We Don't Deserve Dogs, 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 Dogs. I'm Dr. Lisa Littman. And I'm Richie Redding, 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 Redding. I don't know why. I'm feeling very monster trucky today. It's good. Hi. How are you? You can never go wrong with a monster truck intro. A monster truck? A monster. And I'm sure I said infro. It's, it's a monster a, truck intro. I like a monster truck. It's made intro? out of cheese. Yeah, intro. <laughs> Our guest today, I'm psyched about. We've wanted to have him on for a long time. He is a fantastic comedian, a producer, an SSRI connoisseur, a reluctant father of a cavalier King Charles Spaniel. You can find him at the Joe Matarese. It's Joe Matarese. Buddy, it's good to see you, man. Good to see you guys. Well, I've, ne- I've never met your girlfriend, I don't think, right? We've never met. No, I don't think we have met. Have we no. met? I don't, I don't I know don't that you have. Met. I don't think no, so. He ha- I don't go anywhere. He keeps me in the attic most of the time. She's Vera. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, my, my wife's the same way. I saw you were married for 15 years. What's the secret? Should we get married? Those are the questions I have for you. Should you get married? I mean, I, I'm not someone that says you have to get married. I, I would think if you're in a committed relationship, I don't think there's a major difference between having the ceremony and and just being together. So, I, like, I've had friends that don't do the marriage thing, and I don't I don't have a problem with that. But um, if you were to ask me what's the key to just keeping in a relationship for that long, how long have you guys been together? It's, it's open to debate, but... <laughs> Six? A million years, yeah. Do you have a reason why you wouldn't want to actually get married, or are you do you consider Ooh, yourself married? I like it. See, I thought I was making you uncomfortable by asking you the uncomfortable. <laughs> now I'm making you uncomfortable. But now you were just gonna get right into it. Up next on the podcast, <laughs> guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? I no, I I've never no because it is mostly the same thing. I mean, I've never pushed for it. I think there are benefits to marriage, though, like hospital visitation rights, which is like the things that I think about, obviously. And, who do, yeah, uh, who doesn't think about? about that <laughs> and uh, when incapacitated yeah we could visit each other right like, and, wouldn't that be nice and like tax maybe some tax breaks i don't know what about medical insurance uh richie can you use her medical insurance if you're not this bro doesn't have it, it. turns she's on cobra i'm <laughs> not on cobra but it turns out i pay i pay i'm independent it turns out that i'm also just as unemployed as uh the schmuck is so. oh thanks honey <laughs> so when I was thinking about having you on, Joe, first of all... He was not thinking about this. No. Uh, <laughs> like, my first question is like, hey, you remember when we used to do stand-up comedy? Wasn't that cool? But uh, I, when I, when I started thinking of Bookie, I got the song... I am, I said, stuck in my head. You were there then? I was there that night. So Joe was doing a show called Anything But Your Act at Westside Comedy Club. 
And the premise is that you can do anything but your act. And I just went up and told a story. This fucking guy. What was it like improv night? Uh, no, it was just a very different night. It was supposed to be like a pre-written thing. You came up, you had a little bit of an outside the box idea and you present it. It's not like ad lib. Joe's got a drummer, maybe a keyboarder. He's got his guitar and he goes up and rocks a Neil Diamond song. Whoa. And (laughs) I now have a permanent association of you and I am, I said. Great tune. Which brings me to, I have been to your home. And I I recorded your episode or or your podcast. Oh, that's right. You came here to do one. Oh, my God. (laughs) I forgot about that. Memorable. uh, So a couple things about this. If anybody should have been checked in upon during this to see where their anxiety level is, it's Joe. And a couple of years ago or a few years ago when I asked you if you had a dog, I saw you visibly get anxious at the thought of a dog messing up your house. Lisa, when I tell you <laughs> this man is fastidiously clean. Oh, who knew? Uh, he would murder you. I didn't see if that he hashtag with you on for his a bio, day. So. Just the crumbs you, she leaves at the table, Joe, you would <laughs> split her skull. Uh, I just walk in crumbs naturally fall behind me. It's, just like, <laughs> it's just natural. So am I saying anything wrong so far, Joseph? No, you're, you're, you're a hundred percent correct. And I think that's one of the number one reasons that certain people are afraid to have, especially a dog because they know that they're that kind of person that couldn't handle like dog hair on the couch or a dog that shed. Like they always want to go, Oh, what kinds don't shed? I couldn't handle dog hair on a, Mm -hmm. I'm going to give, I'm going to give advice. Like I, like I'm the, the uh, pro dog owner with owning oh, okay. my first one. And he's only, he's only three he's snoring right next to me right now. Well, I also like that. You're like, you know, for certain kinds of people. And by that, I mean myself. Myself. Yes. <laughs> well, actually sometimes what you, th- it's the same as having kids. Cause I have two kids. You think you can't handle kids until you have one and you're forced to do it. Everything in life is about being forced and being in a situation. And then you're, you'll be amazed what you, you figure out. Like I could sworn I would be the worst dog owner ever. And I think my wife and kids would probably say I'm an excellent dog owner because I work well in forced situations. I I step up. Yeah, I think that's also probably the key to marriage, right? It's just leverage yourself into acceptance. Well, marriage is different because you can (laughs) bail on it. But what are you going to do with the dog? I mean, I guess you could bring it back, but I mean. Oh, which brings me to my next question. Should we have kids? God damn it, Lisa, (laughs) stop. Uh, Let's talk to the man about his pets. So much fun. I'm sorry, Joe. (laughs) I'm sorry you had to see this. This is like a marriage quarrel show mix with, hey, tell us about your dog for a second and then I yell at her for 20. <laughs> That's right. I get it. I get yelled at. And it works. <laughs> uh, for us, it works. And you're on Cobra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, broken showings. But, so, so was there no pets in your childhood? There was a pet for a very short amount of time. I had one of those mm-hmm. uh, upbringings. I don't know if this is common in your podcast. Oh, so common. I know what you're going to say already. We already know. Yeah, this is the, my mom is, makes me look like I'm the, I'm trying to think what's a good dirty reference. Uh, slob. 
a slob. Uh, yeah, I, my mom yes. makes me look like the dirtiest person. My mom, like when she put a, her car up for sale in the listing, she wrote, Mrs. Clean owned this car. Like she's so proud of how anal she is. And I do jokes about how she's not fun because of that. Right. But like she can go to your house and find something out of place. Yeah. But well, right now, every room in the whole house is a wreck right now. And oh, it's, you must it's be something going that nuts, I, I had to change in my personality. It wasn't something that was like helping the marriage being super clean. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for that. It's not no, good. Please, I'm not I, super clean. I, I was in like, there's not a piece of I'm anything saying, out of place. I, I did <laughs> not say you were super clean. I did not say that. I'm just saying <laughs> there's such a thing. As being too anal and unfun and super like, clean. Yes, in, Like in Joe's I'm office. I'm the opposite of that, yes. but there is such a thing. In Joe's office, yeah. you're like, do you have stuff? Yeah. And you don't see any stuff because all the stuff is put there. It all has a place. <laughs> well, to make uh, you guys feel better, I mean, that's only because of therapy, antidepressants. <laughs> yeah. And that combination. And some alcohol yeah. once in a while. <laughs> I mean, that's, that, it's, it's a combination. It's yeah. me, me on nothing is a nightmare. Wire. Not a not fun person. You know, that like my mom, I used to do a joke in my act if I was a superhero he'd be called uh, meticulous. <laughs> and I said, is he, he, he wouldn't use his super powers to any good. He would just like fly into a situation. He'd look at a candle and he'd just like move it like an, a quarter of an inch and then fly away. <laughs> like that, that's me. And my mom was like that. And we had a, we had a poodle probably for about, I can't, it's, I was young, so I can't remember the exact amount of time, but I just right. remember one day Full Peppy, poodle? Peppy was poodle gone. He was just guy. gone. <laughs> and he, we, my mom shipped him to my dad's mom's house and she raised him. The dog. Okay. Sent him to grandma. Yeah, sent it to grandma. We got to visit. It was better like than it. sending it to the farm. That's really what most of our guest yeah, parents we, we do. Yeah, we thought for sure Peppy was going to the farm. Yeah. No farm, no. I still I laugh now because I'm a dog owner because my grandma was one of those like typical little Italian grandmoms that like made dinner for everybody and wouldn't even eat. She would just sit there and like watch you eat all the food she made. And <laughs> I still have a, I can hear her voice in my head telling us that Peppy the poodle liked homemade spaghetti. That's what she used to say. He likes homemades. He really likes homemades. And oh, now that I own a dog, I'm like, they eat anything. That's an, they'll eat shit. I mean, what, 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 that's not such a great thing. That's such but, a bragging or a thing. <laughs> he eats like, my homemades. Yeah, he'll eat but, your fucking your calluses off your, your heel. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but like he, she would give him like a bowl of spaghetti and sauce or just spaghetti. Ooh, you're really, you're really trying to tap into the memory. That's a good question. <laughs> I don't know if he just did the homemades or the homemade sauce too. That's a good one. <laughs> Why would homemade sauce be bad for a dog? Uh, I mean, it might cause a little st tummy upset. I think tomatoes like pretty acidic and stuff could cause some, but I mean, yeah. it's not toxic. Yeah. I think it the would, meatball would be where it's at. It would not, not be good for the, uh, King Charles Cavalier and I don't know if this is just ours but I have a feeling it's not every like if he was awake every like five minutes he goes <laughs> he always does this <laughs> 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 like he's clearing something that got stuck <laughs> and I always go wrong pipe to go down the wrong pipe he probably just needs some homemades dude <laughs> but have you seen a vet about that uh, he goes to the vet frequently <laughs> Steph, have you ever asked the vet life. about that <laughs> that he does <laughs> Or we just think that's just common. 
Corman. Is that Corman? <laughs> is that Corman? I think we've just accepted it. Uh, we find it ad- adorable. Okay. If he's normal in between, I guess you don't feel like he, it affects his quality of life. Is it just yeah. is it just one good one or is it a bunch of them? I'd say it's usually about three. You say one good one? My wife says one good one. I say three. I mean, at this point, just get her on the podcast, Joe. <laughs> Did you have any actual attachment to Peppy at this point? Yeah, but I, I don't have a, uh, I don't have any memories of like crying or anything. I don't know. It's, it was nothing like how my family is with our dog now. Like, and I think that comes down to my parents. I think that's just, even their personality is a distant one. Whereas when I got married, I, I moved near where my wife's family lives. And you start to, you start to adapt the personality more of one who you're with all the time, which is your wife. And if you're around their family all the time, they were super animal lovers. They all, they had, they had, everybody had dogs. Her mom would like almost make out with dogs when she'd yeah. see them like on the street. She just loves dogs, animals, yeah. birds, everything. <laughs> you know, one of those, just the opposite of my mom and dad. And um, it kind of transformed me. I love that. Yeah. So, uh, so I started to realize, oh, my parents were, they're not that overly affectionate that they just they didn't have the personality for pet owning but i always think i thought i didn't either and then it 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 changed my personality having a dog for the good and uh i forced myself to get one because of my kids yeah how long did the kids work on you it wasn't that long you know when it's it's odd like when you have kids you guys don't have them but when you have one kid it throws you for a loop. You're just like, oh my God, this is the hardest thing. This is so brutal. Do we make a mistake? And then you start <laughs> to have to step up. Like I said, you figure it out. And then by the time your kid's like three or four, you're like, well, they need a brother or a sister. I, I love my kids so much. I have to have another kid. So you have another kid. And then there's a moment when your kids will say, we want a dog. And you're just like, what am I going to not? I'm going to be that guy. I'm going to, what am I going to be my mom? Like I had this thing in my head that anything my mom did that had to do with those kind of things was incorrect. (laughs) And I'm going to do the opposite instead of dysfunction. Anyone who grew up in a dysfunctional household will say, you got your choice. You repeat the stuff that you know, in your head, you wish didn't happen or, you change it and you fix it. So I was like, all right, she didn't want animals. My son, I still remember the day that made me decide we're getting a dog. And it literally was the next day we went and looked at dogs. That's what we did. We took the family and we thought we were, I don't know if this is common too. You think you're just going to go look at dogs. No, you're not. You're buying a dog that day. Where'd you go? So we were idiots. (laughs) Also a very common theme. We already know your, the we're, story. We're not you shaming story, you. Right? We know you went yeah. to a pet shop. Go it, ahead. Well, I didn't think it was a pet shop because I did research and it looked like it was a breeder. Yeah, they trick you that way. They do They do a really good job of tricking you if you don't know. Yeah, yeah and, you, and you see like the kind of dog you th- or the kind of dogs. We thought we wanted a French bulldog. We were in on French bulldogs, even though I had a friend who had one and he said they snore a lot. They have a lot of medical issues because of their, their snout and blah, 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 blah. We're like, well, True. we think that's mm-hmm. what we want. 
and we yeah. If you find, have too much we, money, French bulldog is <laughs> the way to go. <laughs> <laughs> If you don't want your kids to go to a real good school, French Bulldog. I, well, I don't know if the French Bulldog was much more than the King Charles Cavalier. Well, just on the, the medical bills, I mean. Oh, 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 the medical bills. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Well, we were told the same about the medical issues with the King Charles Cavalier. That's not true. I mean, the K- King Charles get two things that I am aware of, and, and we can get there, but— um. But no, Frenchies are like lifelong chronic myocardial something money. <laughs> You're so good, congestive. Fuck well, they get yeah, mitral mitral valvular disease type of heart disease um, yeah. that can lead to congestive heart failure, and they get also myocardial syringomyelia, which I, is uh, yeah, syringomyelia. like a neurologic. <laughs> you sound like me when I have to try to say <laughs> my wife's uh, words out loud. I'm like, oh no, here we go, Hipp- hippocampus. <laughs> yeah, like, that did sound kind of Italian though. Syringo my galley. <laughs> hey. hey yeah. Okay, so those are the two things. But I mean with Frenchies, you're talking like lifelong chronic they've got a lot more issues. So yeah. But, I, yeah. So Craigslist situation, how'd you find this guy? How'd you find Vladimir's pet shop? I think <laughs> I I think I Googled um French Bulldogs and and breeders. And this came up. And we, and it was in Westchester. It was about 20 minutes away in Hartsdale. I wish I knew the name. Steph, do you remember the name of the place we got the dog? She thinks it's called Westchester Puppies and Kittens. It just sounds like a bad place, oh, right? Yeah. Oh, that's a, it's oh, perfect yeah. SEO though. Yeah. So, I mean, when we, after we got the dog, we started doing the research then, which is common, I'm sure too. And we're going, oh my God, <laughs> this, this place gets terrible reviews. So we look at it as a rescue because he was in this place that wasn't being super great to these dogs that were caged yeah. in their store, basically. Whatever helps you sleep at night, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, you are sort of, you are sort of just pr- propagating the puppy mill breeding, but okay. Oh, we're, we are just, not shaming you. Nope. We're just fucking so with you. So there's like a little room that they would give you, and there's all these dogs in cages. You know, it's funny that what made it not a pet shop to me is that they didn't have fish and gerbils. They just had dogs and kittens. <laughs> Okay. So, right. And they had all the breeds that everybody bought. The expensive breeds, right? The like hot ones. They even had the Italian Greyhound. Is that what it's called? The one that's yeah. really small with really skinny legs. Yeah. They even had one of those. And those are rare. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To me, they're rare. You don't see them a lot at the dog park. Once in a while, somebody shows up <laughs> with one of those break. little uh-huh. lightning rods. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, we walk in and like I said, we thought we wanted French Bulldogs. Did you ever see me do this bit, Richie? I tried to, I did it for a little while, which is how dogs should have a meeting at the beginning of the day. And they should have like one dog that's the boss of all the other dogs telling them how to behave when people are coming to maybe adopt. No. <laughs> because the French bulldogs, this is the mistake the, the, the Westchester dog and puppy made is they brought two, two French bulldogs and just threw them in this little room with my family. And they ran around like maniacs. They were jumping on top of each other. And we knew. See, you don't know this. There's another history behind my wife and I is we once owned a dog. Oh. When we weren't married, when we were just dating. Uh-huh. We, we went to um, North Shore Animal, animal Shelter. Is that what it's called? North Shore Animal, North Shore animal Shelter. League. Animal League. That one. Yeah, this we feels like there. when I was like 10 that I found out that my uncle had a 30-year-old. <laughs> 
<laughs> like what? <laughs> How did that happen? It's out of nowhere, Joe. Yeah, gotta- <laughs> yeah, we lived in Hoboken and we adopted a six-month-old, like mostly black lab mix, uh-huh. and it was like a maniac. This dog. We owned him for four days. <laughs> But once again, we didn't bring it back. We gave it to my wife's mom, and she raised the dog. And like okay. I said, her mom loves animals. We went on to it was like it was our dog. You know, she loved him. She loved him. His name was Bean. <laughs> she loved Bean. Cute, okay. cute name. I almost named Chloe name. Bean was a bad idea for a small apartment in Hoboken. This dog got big fast, and it used to do this thing we called it lawn dog. When it would hit grass, it would just start jumping up in the air with its like teeth. And like kids would get afraid of it. Like it was going to bite them. It was crazy. (laughs) But uh, so they bring the two French bulldogs and they're just running around in circles. And I was like, no, we're not. We're not getting one of these. This is a bad mix for us. We need something chill. Uh My brother, who was raised in the same house as me, obviously, he never had a dog either. Oh no, I'm wrong. He had a this is this is great. This is a reoccurring theme. <laughs> I just realized that they had a they had a Westie for like a year and then just sent them to this like farm. It wasn't a it was a supposedly uh, someone they knew owned the farm and that mm-hmm. that they were going to raise the dog for them at their Your brother farm. killed that dog. Yeah. <laughs> That's the, their dog was gone cuz my brother couldn't handle it anymore. Just like my brother's a lot more like my mom where I try to be opposite. He's the same exact way. He's steering into it. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, get the French bulldogs out of here. I think they brought a beagle in. That thing was running around like a freaking lunatic. <laughs> so, yeah. So finally, no, this is where the King Charles Cavalier, my brother, who's anti-pet, got mm-hmm. rid of his Westie. He had a friend that had a King Charles Cavalier. And my brother, my whole life, nine years younger than me, always tries to tell me what to do. And lots of times he's correct. He's one, he's just very bossy. And he was like, dude, King Charles Cavalier, that's the dog you guys should get. I'm just telling you, I can tell. I've been over their house. They're super low maintenance. It's perfect for you. And I had that kind of swimming around the back of my head. They are my favorite little dog. They're, they're am- he's amazing. Yeah. So as we're uh, leaving the pet shop or the kitten and dog store, <laughs> I see out of the corner of my eye, I go, oh, my God, they have a King Charles Cavalier. And we brought him into the little family area. And, like, they're the most affectionate dogs ever. It was I always tell people they're basically – he was basically making out what everybody in the family is just, like, hogging us and licking <laughs> us and just so – over affectionate that we were like we were in and that's the that's the meeting that's what you're saying ahead of time you got to tell them what to do some the dogs that know how to turn on the charm man they get the forever home yes that's the meeting they need that like hey do what see what see what king charles over here does just imit just steal that shit (laughs) do the same thing stop what you're rolling on each other's necks nobody wants that yeah turn on the charm for 10 minutes they make you feel like they picked you yeah and for some reason it it feels like there's a connection. Yeah, like, there is. Like, and it seems yeah. real. You're like, this yeah. is the dog for us. This is how we should do this. So, uh, yeah. So, so we brought him home and uh, he's our dog now. King Charles are like my whole argument for breeding. I mean, they really are such good family dogs. They are truly the quintessential good family dog. So, you know, that's the thing. If you want to know really like what you're getting, I mean, I don't really know. 
I don't really know. And I, I mean, maybe I heard a story once about like an aggressive King Charles, but it's so, they're really the best dogs. They are. I do wonder about the King Charles, uh, if there are any aggressive ones. Uh, listeners, uh, hit us on the DMs if you have a Cavalier King Charles Spaniel that has murdered somebody. We want to know about it. <laughs> if, if you've got a, a King Charles with an eardrop tattoo or, or, an eye, or teardrop, not eardrop. And eardrop, eardrop's, eardrop's not a thing. I know eardrop's not a thing. I just said it wrong. So how long did it take for Joe's neuroses about the the house getting messed up to fade? Fast. Really? Yeah. Because you love him so much. Once again, this dog um, is coming in post-antidepressants. That <laughs> I started antidepressants, oh God, how long has it been? Maybe nine years ago? It really changed my whole personality. And your right? act. The, ang- the anxiety dropped a ton. <laughs> I used to be afraid to get on airplanes. I mean, it was bad. I was afraid oh, maybe of maybe I need some SSRIs. And I was very OCD about cleanliness. And I've kind of let it go because I realize even the joke in my act about my mom, I say, neat people aren't fun. Dirty people are. And I didn't want to not be a fun dad or a not fun husband. I don't want to suck. So I'm an evolver. I like working on me. That's just kind of my thing. Yeah, you are. And it's impressive. Well, I I prepared for you a little game that uh, is bespoke just for for Joe. Um, Let's put ourselves back in old Joe. Okay, not not the highly evolved Joe that you are now. Uh, let's talk about nine and a half years ago before those SSRIs kicked in. Okay, right? uh, this is the the dog anxiety test. Rank your anxiousness of the following pet scenarios. Are you ready? Yeah, this is okay. good because I'm I'm starting to do this on social media. Me before med, me after med, and like doing the comparisons. Go ahead. Then this is perfect. So we're gonna go before meds. Yeah. He, Eat of anxiety, Joe gets a dog. Let's go. Joe's tight. Okay. You've made a perfect prime rib to a 131 degree, just medium rare center temp with a beautiful char on the outside. Mashed potatoes, broccoli, <laughs> and an au jus. Mwah. You mean broccoli rob? Yes, I'm sorry. The, the broccoli wrap. <laughs> broccoli rob. Out of the corner of your eye, you see your neighbor's lab jump up on its hind legs and go for the meat. It misses the meat, but knocks over a full glass of wine. None of the food is touched, but you're in the perfect position with the lighting to see saliva go flying across the prime rib. Discuss. Oh, I thought you were going to go, do you, do you clean it and eat it? Or I thought you were going to ask me if I still eat it. Well, yeah. Well, no, that's yeah. However you want to take this game. You've got dog jumps on the table, glass of wine knocked over, meat untouched, but spit goes across. Well, that was one of the reasons why I didn't want a dog, I thought, when I was a younger <laughs> man. Because I remember growing up, and my cousins had one of those, I don't know, oversized beagles. They're like for the size of like a Great Dane. Or not beagles, I mean uh, poodles. Those poodles that look Great yeah. Dane size. Full size. And it would it would just Definitely stare at you size. while you were eating. And I remember him once jumping up on the table and eating a whole cake that was like supposed to be for a birthday that night. Uh-huh. And I was like one of the, I used to not be able to take it when I went to somebody's house and they had a dog that was just looking at you while you were eating and you would see the drool coming out of their mouth. And I used to be like, who are these pet owners? And like now <laughs> I have King Charles Cavalier. I mean, you can't eat a meal. He, the only thing he doesn't do is he doesn't drool, but he just stares at you. 
And I always tell people, it's the same with kids. It's like when you don't have kids, you're going, who the heck could wipe a human's ass with shit? In? <laughs> and then you have your own kid and it doesn't bother you because it's your kid. It's the same right. with when you get your dog. If your dog does that with a steak, it doesn't bother you at all. But when it's the neighbors. <laughs> Joe, not to not to therapize you, but you're deflecting. Yeah. What, what about I do? the stress of old Joe, I would have table. My what, what used to happen a lot was it goes flying. Either the f word or the c word would come flying out of my <laughs> mouth. Uh huh. And my <laughs> wife would kick me out of the house. There have been <laughs> during football games. I would like I would get kicked out. Like if I cursed in front of the kids or something like that. So there, there definitely would have been huge curse words. I would have yelled at the neighbor and we would have had an uncomfortable relationship because he lives. I would have forgot that he was our neighbor, that I got to see this guy every day when I'm bringing the <laughs> trash out. And I would have like screamed at the top of my lungs at the guy. And then I would have <laughs> never got a dog. That would have been that would have sealed it. No dog. That's what would have oh. happened. I know I would have. My wife will tell motherless would have came out of my mouth. <laughs> it was always motherless than the sleeper. <laughs> Perfect. That, right that, with that, the that's kids a, sitting right there, yeah. like eating corn on the cob. You know, right? Well, that's a great name for your next special, <laughs> Motherless. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, scenario number two. You've just cleaned the house for the seventh time today. On what is a rainy day? The kids and the dog are in the backyard playing around. They come charging in before you can stop them. The kids take off their rain boots but drop their wet jackets on the floor. They forget to wipe the dog's paws, and he goes clear across the house with muddy footprints and then shakes off next to you in your nice, neat clothes. Discuss. Okay. <laughs> I love the way you're going. Discuss. Discuss. <laughs> that one reminds me of, I used to compare myself to, uh, if you've ever seen Raging Bull with Robert De Niro, mm -hmm. he's smashing his weight belt with a hammer on the kitchen counter. Right. Right. And a plate falls and shatters and he yells at his wife and blames her. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I used to do that a ton. I would have, I would have blamed my wife for letting the dog and my kids come running in and throw their cats or their coats on the floor. I would have been like, why did you do that? And she would have been like, what the heck? I'm not even in, I'm not even there. Like I would have blamed her. I would have had nothing to do with it. And uh, again, kicked out of the house <laughs> okay we're two for two on kicked out of the house yeah uh now let's uh this is a, a little bit of a racier question oh, dear okay. cover your ears oh. if uh you're easily offended okay. it's friday night ladies night and the feeling's right in the middle of the pandemic it's about to be sexy time because the kids are having a sleepover and by that i mean you gave them a horse dose of benadryl and they're going to sleep over 12 hours you go into the bathroom to slip into something a little less comfortable, and when you come back, the dog is on your bed, vociferously making out with your wife, and she's covered in slobber. Discuss. <laughs> uh, let's think. Let's think. <laughs> let's think. That still happens. That, uh, that, that does happen. That does happen, so I see why He's, this is he, on he your list. This I question mean, that comes is, from experience. That's a huge yeah. part of uh, dog owning is the dog on the bed and it ruining I, everything. Um, I think this question is him asking for advice, actually. So. <laughs> he wants advice what to do. Because like, uh, I, I make out with the dog constantly, too. That's a tough I'm trying to th If you want advice. <laughs> well, no, let's just go with what old, old Joe does. Old Joe would have just picked him up and probably <laughs> – put him 
outside the door and closed the door and locked it and not cared that he was going. But I mean, my, that it, wouldn't have worked because my wife isn't old Joe and she would have opened the door. You can't do that. And then we'd be in this huge fight again. I'd yell motherless C and then she, <laughs> she kicked me, and she kicked me out and I'd probably, uh, you know, be over a friend's house having a few beers like that. That's what there, I have. There's a recurring theme. Yeah. Here. <laughs> everything, everything went to, I mean, if this really is the word solidifies, is that a word solidifies it? Sure. I know I would probably be, I'd probably be divorced if I wasn't on meds. I, I really know that. <laughs> it sounds about right. Thank God for meds. If I forget my meds for like three days, like I ran out of them and I'm on a vacation or something and they're like three days without them. I can't hear my name without yelling, what? Like, it's just, she just goes, hey, Joe. It's just, hey, Joe, what? Like, that's how I'm answered. So that guy can't, what? Can't have a dog. Like, that no. guy yeah. is going to lose it. Like, that probably explains why we were looking at gerbils at first. And uh, we, my wife's allergic to cats, so we could never go cat. And I think secretly I always wanted the dog. I guess I wanted to uh, challenge myself. Okay, so... We have now for you an abbreviated version of our usual personality test that we like to do a Cosmo-style personality test so that we can better get to know Ozzy. One through ten with an explanation, answer the following, or rank him in the following areas. How are his problem-solving skills? What are Ozzy's problem-solving? How are his problem-solving skills? We might need my wife on this one. Steph, you want to answer this one? This How is, is Ozzy's problem-solving skills? How are Joe's problem-solving skills, Steph? <laughs> I'm pretty good at solving problems. I mean... You just ask your wife. That's not solving it. <laughs> what do you, what, give, me, give me a problem like that, you would, that he would be in, and I would... Does he, like, open doors, or what does he do to get food, or does he know how to, like, ask to go oh, out? Oh, he's that amazing he at that, if that's what you mean. Yeah, he just comes right up to you. He'll, he'll literally... He won't just bark when he wants to go out to go to the bathroom. He goes, ah! Then he goes, like... Come on. <laughs> Potions, hey, yeah. yeah. Then he just jumps on you a little yeah. bit with his feet. And you go, all right, either his toy is under a table or he has to go to the bathroom. He's very good <laughs> at that. And uh, it, it can be annoying because a lot of it, one of the things we found out also about a King Charles is that they're very food-driven, but aren't all dogs that way or are some worse than others? A lot of dogs. Some, yeah. I mean, it's just particular to the dog. But yes, a lot of dogs are definitely very food-motivated. Yeah, he just, it seems like the older he gets, the more food-driven he is. Like, he's amazing. You could train him. I said he could probably talk if you had bacon in your pocket. He'll figure out how to <laughs> say your name. Like, that's how food-driven he is. He'll be like, shit, he's got bacon. Joe, and you're like, what the hell? He just said my name. This guy's amazing. <laughs> uh, how about street smarts? How do you think he's going to fare on those mean streets of New Rochelle? Street smarts. Oh, uh, Steph says none. He would run straight into traffic. That is his one of his <laughs> negative qualities. Is he's escaped a million times, oh. and you think he loves you to death, but he gets an opening. Like he's like Emmett Smith. He like shoot, he just <laughs> shoots the hole, and he's he'll just take <laughs> off, man. We can't let my mother-in-law watch him anymore because the older she's gotten, the more laxed. Like the loving grandma who loves animals. This is the negative. 
they're laxed. They're not like they're not at high alert, and that front door is just always open. And he he just he shoots out. Oy. So so you need a? Do you have a tracker? You should get like a, a whistle or the fi. Well, he has a chip in there, but people are dumb. They think that chip means that your dog's got a like homing device, and they can sh- it That's shows right. you exactly where he is right now. It doesn't. If no, someone doesn't. hands the dog to the police, right, then they run the chip number and they contact you and tell you that your dog was found. But it's not a homing. I don't actually, I don't actually even know if police have microchip scanners. I, you would think, but um, definitely shelters and veterinarians. Um, yeah. So, and that chip needs to be registered to a online database. So super important that you keep that chip up to date and registered. And fun fact, one of the best facts I know is if your pet is registered with home again, which I think is like 1999 for the year, um, then ASPCA poison control is free to call if your dog ever gets into something. And mm. It's a pro tip. It's a hot yeah, tip. I, I love that. I'm tip. always afraid because his name tags on his harness uh-huh. with our phone number on the back. And every time, except for like once or twice, he's gotten away without that. But my wife's this, I, I make fun of her. She's this up, uh, uptight sleeper. She hates any noise. And then on top mm-hmm. of it, she cranks familiar. like white noise in the room. Yes. Sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. Yes. So That's, she, she takes it. his harness off when she goes, because she doesn't want to hear him walking around with the little jingle. And then she forgets to put it on. And I always go, if the dog figures out a way to, because we have a fenced in yard, if he figures out a way to dig out, we're done. He's gone. Can I suggest tattoo? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what the Shit. microchips are. No, keep his chest shaved. And <laughs> if there found, are people who tattoo the dogs, I've seen lots of tattooed dogs. Like wait, there are like what? Well, mostly, mostly like racers. You know, they tattoo racers for sure. Racing dogs will have tattoos on their inner ear so they can identify them. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, it's not like they're not known to be the most humane people. No, the, no, no, the, no, the no. No, it's not. Owner. I'm not suggesting it. I'm just <laughs> you, saying there are tatted dogs so, out there. So you're right. saying we should open a dog tattoo shop? <laughs> exactly. Dude, you know how many pit bull owners would have? <laughs> that's a good idea, man. There yeah, was, I think that's a there was, there was a veterinarian. <laughs> there was so a veterinarian shitty. who tattooed a dog like several years ago. I think the dog he the dog was under for something else, like an actual medical procedure, and the owner requested that the vet tattoo the dog, like. I don't know. It was like a flower or something dumb. Um, And the vet did. And I think the vet lost their license. It was like a huge, there was a huge vet bashing campaign. Huge. I mean, they lambasted this vet and I, it might've, they might've lost their license. I don't remember, but there was a huge campaign against this Uh, vet. But the dog was already unconscious for its anal bleaching. (laughs) <laughs> right, exactly. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Final question of the personality test, and then we're going to get into our final game. Uh, how bougie is the boy? He's bougie when it comes to food. Like, he wants like salmon, steak, like good okay. stuff. Like, he Homemade. wants the high end food. He's all over you when you're making. Uh, Salmon, or uh, we had monkfish last night, and he's he just likes like, the homemade smell of fish as soon as it comes out of the refrigerator. He's Decent. all over you. Nice. Do you have any questions for the doctor? Well, this one's probably got a, is an obvious answer. One thing that Ozzy's done a lot of, and it's it's gone way down since he's older, but it still happens, 
erections. Is, I guess it's called marking his territory. He's still uh-huh. at three years old. Like we had to get rid of my daughter used to have this little like gymnastics bar that you hang from like for uh-huh. a kid. It's like uh-huh. me- it was metal and it stood up like he couldn't not pee on that in the basement. He'd go over to it and lift his leg and just pee right in the on the basement floor. And like just two weeks ago, we had like a he went outside. He went to the bathroom. He's running around in the snow. He's all happy. He loves the snow. He comes running in, jumps on the couch, goes right up to this comforter that was sitting on the couch and just squats and pees on it right in front of us. We're like, why does he do that? Oh, yeah, that's that's a behavioral training. I would say I will derail all your behavior and training. Um, I do the medicine, but uh, I would say if he if he is doing that, probably what a trainer would say would be number one, keep him out longer, keep him out until he pees if you can, um, and take him out more frequently. Praise him when he goes. So you're basically pot, re potty training him all over again. Right. However, you potty trained him to begin with, like crate training or anything else like that. It's basically like keeping him in an area until he goes outside and then praising him. So well, for other dog owners, this is my guess. And you tell me if I'm correct. Uh-huh. It's happened more since we got the fence. And when you get a fence in your backyard, it makes you a lazy pet owner. It makes yes. you just let your dog out right. to go to yeah. the bathroom. And a King right. Charles doesn't just go out and hang out, go to the bathroom, run around, stay out there for a while. A King Charles, at least ours, goes out, goes to the bathroom, and in three minutes, he's He's barking at the back door to come back in. So he never got to really be out there long. And you get lazy. You stop giving your dog walks. And I think they need walks no matter what. For sure. Even if you have a backyard fenced in. Absolutely. Yeah. They need more stimulation, Mm -hmm. active walks. Then then you miss the opportunity also to praise him. So number one, you don't you you not only Mm -hmm. you don't know if he goes, but you also can't praise him and like reinforce that he's doing the right thing. So you can't praise him once he comes in the house. Way to go in the backyard. (laughs) Well, actually, that that is a really good point. You can't, and that because they actually, and that's that speaks to also like when he has an accident. There's no point in yelling at him because they don't remember. He's not going to remember. It has to be yeah. It has to be that second. Uh, because they will not remember. Like by the time he's peed on your bed and you're yelling at him, he doesn't remember. You got to tell my wife and I that. I got to. I'll tell her that one because I'm the king of. She goes, "You won't believe what he just did." And then, like five minutes later, I'm going, "What did you do? <laughs> you motherless sea? Yeah. You yeah. motherless motherless." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, top so, comedy so, album, 2021, right? <laughs> I mean, it might be. <laughs> so that doesn't really work. We don't really suggest that anymore. But um. Yeah, what you can do if you catch him in the act is just pick him up, bring him outside, um, or just like try to get him out of it. Try to just go, you know, clap your hands or say no, and then just bring him outside really quickly, and then yeah. praise him when he goes. You can. I don't care how quick you are. You're never making it in time on that. Dogs, they you, lock then, and load on pee and fast. Yeah, <laughs> you can't then, stop it. They don't get stuck gotta, at the urinal. Then, right? the, <laughs> then the best thing you can do is just clean it up, ignore ignore it, clean it up because he doesn't remember it, um, uh-huh. and any like negative behavior yelling at him could backfire on you. Um, but when he does go and does do the right thing, you want to praise him. So get okay. out there. Take more walks in this snowy weather. All right. Yeah. Joseph, uh, you have been every bit the guest I knew you would be. It was well worth the wait. There's only one thing left to do, and that is to determine if you, Joe Amadarese, <laughs> deserve dogs. You know what it is. It's time for a quiz about dogs and shit. 
We're going to do so by way of a quiz. It is uh, best out of three, multiple choice. And this quizzy time is the Sopranos edition. Are you ready? Yeah. I don't know okay. the Sopranos that well. Well, I'll you're fucked. Them. Question one. In Sopranos season five, episode <laughs> seven, Tony <laughs> discovers that his father gave his childhood dog away to his mistress or Gumbat. She renamed Tony's dog Freckles. But what was his real name? Tippy, Lippy, Nippy, or we need to move on from this whole Epstein and Ghislaine gag that we do. <laughs> Why? I'll go with the uh, Tippy. That is Tippy! correct. Yes, it is Tippy. Uh, he saw a framed picture on the coffee table of Tippy. Question two. Tony didn't care that his father had a lifelong mistress, but he was pissed that she got his dog. Why did she put him to sleep? He had mange, he had hemorrhoids, he got hit by a car, or Tony's dad moved away. <laughs> um, Tony's dad moved away. Yeah. That, you said you didn't know the Sopranos. You know. Yes. It's in his Tony's, Italian blood. Tony's dad, Bruce, moved to Tel Aviv. So, like a true gombat, she got a convenience euthanasia for Tony's childhood <laughs> dog. Like a true gombat. I'd agree. <laughs> okay. So, dude, house money time. You're, let's see if you can rack up a perfect score here. Speaking of dogs getting whacked, Christopher famously killed his girlfriend, Adriana's dog, Cosette, while high on heroin. What was his excuse for smushing poor Cosette? She was suicidal. She was looking at him funny. She must have crawled under there for warmth. Or she, too, was on heroin. Oh, uh, she went under there for warmth. That is correct. <laughs> Yay! Yay! <laughs> Turns out you, you deserve, deserve dogs. dogs. Yay! Joe, thank you so much, buddy. Uh, uh, people can find you at? The Joe Matarese. Matarese. M-A-T-A-R-E-S-E, but put a the in front of it. The Matarese. The Joe Matarese. Yeah. Dude, you're so damn funny. And uh, when the world is back... <laughs> in general, I can't wait to see you, and I strongly encourage everybody to go see Joe Matteris do comedy. He's funny as shit. Sounds and, like uh, we should double date. Definitely double date. Love to do that. <laughs> Let's do it. All right, buddy. Thank you so much. Right. Bye. 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 Thank you so much for listening to We Don't Deserve Dogs. I'm Richie Redding. And I'm Dr. Lisa Lippman. Yeah. And you can find both of us at our respective handles, those exact names, at Richie Redding, at Dr. Lisa Lippman. And uh, I just want to give special thanks to our editor, of course, who is Jordan Aaron, and our executive producer, King Joffrey himself, Jeff Umbro, of The Podglomerate. And you can find more of their shows at thepodglomerate.com. Some of the music in this episode comes from Breakmaster Cylinder. Make sure to check out the sponsors you heard in this episode because that really helps provide the show to you free of charge. Let them know we sent you. It also really helps people to find the show if you rate and review on Apple Podcasts or share an episode on socials. Tag us at We Don't Deserve Dogs and let us know what you thought. We'll see you next week when we return with another episode of We Don't Deserve Dogs. All content provided on We Don't Deserve Dogs is for informational purposes and entertainment value only. 
None of the content on We Don't Deserve Dogs is intended to constitute third-party veterinary advice or any other third-party professional advice. The content We Don't Deserve Dogs distributes or transmits should not be considered as a substitute for any type of professional veterinary advice. Nothing on We Don't Deserve Dogs is intended to be used as a veterinarian's diagnosis, veterinary treatment, or any other veterinary service and should not be relied on to affect the medical therapy of any pet. Nothing transmitted to or from We Don't Deserve Dogs can replicate a true doctor-patient relationship between yourself and a veterinarian. Your dependence on the content of any information found on or transmitted by We Don't Deserve Dogs is at your own risk. For veterinary care and advice, please see your veterinarian. The Podglomerate. A Sonic Universe.